Hello, my name is Stephanie Potter, and I'm the Communications Manager for the Christian Medical and Dental Association of Canada. It is my privilege and honor to be presenting today's devotional. I pray that the words that the Holy Spirit spoke into my heart speak to you today. It is my most ardent desire to be more like Jesus. While I often fail, my hope every day is to be more like him in such a way that those around me will stop seeing me and my efforts and instead see Jesus Christ and his grace. This call to be Christ-like is universal amongst Christians. The scripture tells us this outright in several places. For example, in John 13, after washing his apostles' feet, Jesus told them, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Paul later echoes the same idea in his first letter to the Corinthians. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Be imitators of Christ. But our desire to be like Christ isn't just refined to being the nice parts or the easy parts or the parts that get us praise and notice from the world. The parts where we wash each other's feet, we feed the poor, we serve the hungry. We're also given opportunities to conform our entire human experience, even and perhaps especially our suffering with Christ. But what does that mean to be like Christ in his suffering? In the early days of the church, this often meant literally suffering as Christ suffered by being crucified or martyred in some other way, something that's still being experienced by Christians throughout the world. But what about the suffering that isn't from persecution, but the suffering that we acknowledge as part of the human condition, the suffering of grief? the suffering of pain, the suffering of trauma. As medical and dental professions, you walk with the suffering of others every day. When you have to give a patient a difficult diagnosis, when you navigate their shame for waiting too long for their dental checkup and things are worse than they expected, when they're coping with a terminal diagnosis, every time you step into your office, you are like Simon of Cyrene, helping others carry their cross. But beyond your role as a caregiver, you undoubtedly also are experiencing your own suffering. Sometimes you're the doctor and sometimes you're the patient. So how does Christ invite us to deal with our suffering? When I first came to Christ, I, like many new believers, thought Jesus' will for me was to solve all of my earthly practical problems. I thought my suffering would disappear and life would become, uh, you know, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Uh, and in the early days of my faith, that was actually true. Uh, things really turned around for me um, emotionally, spiritually. I, I got into the university I wanted against all odds. Um, I, silly things, like I was able to find parking spots uh, whenever I was out driving, even in the fullest of parking lots, I found a very convenient parking spot. All of those details felt like an affirmation that God had a plan to smooth out all the bumps in the road ahead of me. Now, I'm sure you've already guessed because you probably have had the same experience. That is not what happened. Suffering found me as it always does. Although I'm still pretty lucky at finding parking spots. Um, but the difference 
in how I experience my suffering now is that before I knew Jesus, my experience of suffering was measured on a scale of just and unjust, fair and unfair. I remember thinking, why me? I'm a good person whenever suffering came my way. But as a Christian, I can't help but think, why not me? Jesus suffered and he was the best, most perfect. So why should I expect my life should be inoculated from suffering? Jesus's life, death, and resurrection are not a vaccine for suffering. But in that, there is a prescription for how to endure it and come through it stronger. So how did Jesus encounter the suffering of his life? When it came time for his crucifixion, what did he do and say? Now we can read in uh, the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew at chapter 26, starting at verse 36. Then Jesus went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, for the second time, he went away to pray. My father if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. So a few different notes about the process that we can understand. First, Jesus wept and he grieved. It's not shameful to grieve the suffering that we experience. It's healthy to acknowledge our feelings and to share those with the people we love and we trust. Second, he prayed to avoid suffering. He asked the Father if it would be possible to avoid the bitter cup of suffering ahead. There will still be times that that suffering will remain with us, but there are times that God is going to want to send us a miracle if we but ask. It is good for us to ask. And three, Jesus accepted his suffering, knowing it had a purpose and a meaning. And he said, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. In that light, I can't help but think that the suffering I experience has purpose and meaning. That's not to say that I believe that God gives us cancer or trauma or diabetes or mental health concerns or any other form of suffering. But what I do recognize in reflecting on the scripture is that I can come closer to the heart of Jesus by approaching my suffering like he did. I can rejoice 
in the grace he sends me through the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. I can rejoice that my suffering helps me to become a more empathetic caregiver to those suffering around me. And in both suffering and easing suffering, I can become an even clearer image bearer of Christ to those around me. Thank you and God bless.